We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. So nice. Had a little bit of like a, I expected one more little pop and it kind of just kind of faded at the end. But after last week's Instagram live where you fake did the noise, very, very nice to hear that. It is nice to hear it. Uh, It's one of those things that um, whenever I do it, like in my personal life, uh, I hear it, and I'm always like, oh. <laughs> Beer's on us. Oh, I love this. <laughs> um, so the beer we're drinking with the segment today is uh, is a gold medal winning beer. Ooh, I was there when it happened. You well, were. not there, but like. You were at the brewery when yeah, it happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Frost Hammer from Grants. The yeah. Hellas Lager. Yep. Uh, if you're listening to this show for the first time or a long time, you know, whatever, five, six, um, 155. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. uh, uh, Hellas is one of my absolute favorite styles, and I uh, did not know it at the time, but I currently work for a brewery that technically makes the best Hellas in the United States of America. So that's that's great to know. And boy, let me tell you something. It smells great, and it tastes great. Yeah, this beer is really, really awesome. And it was kind of like uh, I grabbed a beer of the week, and uh, then I was looking in the fridge, and I was like, dang it, we need something. Ooh, hey, there's a frost hammer. (laughs) <laughs> and so I grabbed that because uh, I just felt it was a good good way to start start the year. Well, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, you can find this podcast most places you can find podcasts. Odyssey app, 1080thefan.com, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni. And uh, you can find us on Instagram.com slash beers on us, at beers on us pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash beers on us. Uh, this is our first real in-studio episode since the week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We did the Instagram live last week. Both of us were in COVID protocols. Patrick actually had it. I was waiting for my test results because uh, my girlfriend, her kids, and also Rashad, my Sunday co-host, all had it, and mm-hmm. I was with them all over a couple of days. So Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we, we had a big scare with a couple confirmations at Grains of Wrath, both locations, um, so that, that scared me. And then uh, the radio station here had some positives, too. And I was like, oh, my God, my life's crawling in on me. Yep. And then you got it. Yep. So uh, you're feeling better. We were in the same room, and you are you are good yep. to go. I'm I'm fantastic. I feel absolutely normal. Um, I got out of I got out of quarantine with a negative test uh, Thursday night last week. Uh, and a, it took me till about Sunday, Monday 
And today is Wednesday. I feel great today. Yesterday I felt pretty good too. Monday, just to feel was, like back to normal. Yeah, just back to normal. Like you, know, you sit in quarantine for eight days by yourself with your own thoughts, and it, it, it it's it's a challenge. It, it, can, well, it can get you. What my girlfriend is saying is uh, she's at day ten right now, and I haven't seen her the whole time. I'm going to run her a home test I have tomorrow, so hopefully she can test negative. She's like, most of my symptoms are gone. I've got like a little residual cough here and there. She goes, I just feel tired. Yep. So I think that's going to linger for a little bit is kind of just mm-hmm. the exhaustion. Um, so hopefully you guys are all staying safe out there. Obviously, the new the new variant is really kind of spreading like wildfire and it's getting symptoms for people, even if you're vaxxed and, and boosted and all that. So just be careful. You know, if you've been a little bit complacent recently, uh, I think all of those probably have been uh, just be, be careful. My big symptoms were a head cold. I thought I had a head cold because I didn't get the symptoms that I thought from everybody else. Now I'm I'm fully vaxxed with a booster and uh, and I still picked it up. So be safe, wear your mask, yeah. do all that jazz. Just, uh, you know, if you're getting complacent, just, you know, kind of ramp it back up a little bit while mm-hmm. this is going on this month. Uh, what we're going to do on the podcast today is our year in review episode that we do every single year. Hooray! Um, and we're going to keep the similar to Sam Award categories we've done the last two years. It's not an official thing. I just have a little note in my phone with stuff that we've done in previous years. So we'll kind of use that as a guide, and we'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, weekend beer-wise, pretty unspectacular for me. Um, I did have two Kill the Suns from Ex Novo. Oh, wow. Um, they were Two both, different ones? Two different variants. Um that's a weird word to say now, isn't it? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, one of them was... I am Lur, ruler of Omicron, <laughs> Percy I-8. <laughs> I, I, one of them was like cinnamon maple vanilla, and the other one was chocolate almond coconut, so an almond joy. Uh, both were really, really good. I have not had to kill the sun in a while because they're a little bit more expensive, but uh, I did decide to splurge for myself this weekend. I also had... For the first time in a very long time, I had a red. Whoa. Hello, sir. It was an imperial red ale. Okay. It is from uh, North Jetty Brewing up in uh, Long Beach. Been there. Met met the uh, head brewmaster and his wife who runs the tap room multiple times. Very big fans of them. It was called like uh, Graveyard of the Pacific based on like right off the the water there. It's like what, Cape Disappointment or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um you know, just where all the ships used to crash. And, and I it was he's a former buoy brewer. Okay. I believe so. Uh, it was an Imperial Red Ale. Really good. Excellent. Like, That's rad. I, I tend to dig the Imperial stuff, you know, the double IPAs or the Imperial whatevers. I like the higher ABV. I, I like kind of the residual sweetness it brings to those beers. Um, maybe it's just because I haven't had a Red in a while and I've always liked Reds, or at least I did. I, I was just like, yeah, this kind of feels like home. Like it was a good malt backbone Solid beer was really clean. Sometimes with reds or, or even imperial beers, you'll get kind of like this muddiness in the middle of the palate just from a lot going on. Super clean. I, I really enjoyed it. I had it last night. It was really, really good. That's awesome. My my weekend beer, as I'm you know piling out of out of crazy stuff, I haven't really been anywhere, uh, and I've just kind of been drinking grains beer at home. Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to the messenger. The messenger showed up on my doorstep. Uh, with a couple cans from AGBG, or ABGB, excuse me, which is Austin Beer Garden Brewery. Uh, They're like a four or five time large brewery of the year at GABF. Big lager brewery in Austin, Texas. We've talked about them before, yeah. And and I was able to get uh, two different Pilsners from them, and so that was quite a treat. 
um, their Rocket 100, which is kind of their house Pilsner, and then a one-off Czech Pilsner from them. Uh, Czech, I think they're both technically Czech Pilsners. That that style of Pilsner isn't really my go-to style of Pilsner, um, but it was it was really nice to have a little kind of kiss, a little taste of something that you know is quality. Uh, that you can never get. So that that was that drinking ABGB is is always a fun treat. And I've been really uh, spoiled now because I, I was showing off my glassware on the IG live last week. I've been really spoiled because now it's like I pick up a beer and I'm like, what glass would this go best mm. in? Uh, I'm running the dishwasher so much more <laughs> because <laughs> I realize like I have two days worth of beer or three. Maybe it's like over the course of the weekend, and I've had a stout and I've had an IPA and I've had a pilsner, and that's like. One glass, two glass, three glass. I had a barrel aged beer. There's the there's the tulip glass in. Four glasses filling up the dishwasher just from like one or two days of drinking beer. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is this is a it's a good habit to have fun with. But I'm going to be using a lot more dishwasher soap. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that's that's our weekend beer. Uh, I do have a very fresh uh, ripping in my fridge right now, which I'm enjoying Ooh, quite a bit. I almost forgot that beer existed. <laughs> I feel like I've been so far out and so removed from everything that I don't know what's going on. Sun River, you say? They make beer? They do. I'll check that out. Uh, so, for our year in review, these are the things we've done in the past. We might not do all of them today. But uh, trends in craft beer this year and what we want to see moving forward. And then we do our personal awards, which is most improved brewery, best brewery, favorite beer, favorite specialty beer, Best, uh, I, I said best decor ambiance. I'm going to change this to best outdoor setup. I like that. That's a nice pivot. Uh, most surprising beer of the year. Favorite episode, favorite guest, favorite experience on the podcast. We can kind of lump that all in one. Um, that's what we've done in the past. Where would you like to begin, sir? Uh, let's start with trends. Okay. I think that's I think that's always kind of the hotly debated topic. And yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to our awards. I think a lot of it... Might be some might be surprising to some people, but some probably not if you listen to this podcast. So yeah, let's do trends. Trends are weird this year because they are. last year I know we talked about trends was canning mm-hmm. was everyone started canning everything that they made. Obviously, that has stayed true. Um, there has not been like a big push of a specific beer style this year. I feel like because of COVID, the last two years we haven't seen like the big marketable beers blow up as much because no one's really going out to try them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like smoothie beers was last year. Yeah. Or yeah. was that, or, or like two years ago, or was that more last year? You know, I, I think this year, I think you can, I think this year you can still count smoothies, hard seltzers. I know hard seltzer is not a beer thing, um, but it does affect beer sales. Um, I still think those two are, are things that are alive and well. I do think smoothies are, on the way out mm-hmm. to where I think seltzers are here to stay. Yeah, probably. Uh, and we'll see how that starts to affect the beer community. There's like a, both with seltzers and ciders. There's there's some re- mostly with seltzers. I read a huge article the other day about it. There's a ton of like really high quality brands pumping up out stuff right mm-hmm. now. Like not the White Claw, not the Trulies, but like unique, like really cool, interesting flavor combinations. Mm-hmm. And as much as it may do damage to craft beer, if you've got good fruity flavors and they're gonna they're gonna be tasty, like I've I've tried White Claws before, mm-hmm. it tastes like Lacroix. You understand? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but it tastes- I drink the Corona hard seltzers because we keep hard seltzers in the house. Yeah. I mean, there's a place for them. Just like there's a place for wine, there's a place well, for spirits. I'm I'm kind of going the opposite way of what you're thinking though. Like I don't like Lacroix mm. because the joke I've always heard and I like to say is. LaCroix tastes like a 
a flavor that someone shouted at you across the room. Hey, that's raspberry. Oh, oh, I guess it is. That's what I felt like with White Claw. Like I had a White Claw and I was like, what flavor is this? This says it's blueberry. I don't what it just tastes like alcoholic seltzer. But I guess there's ones now that like are really kind of ramping up the, the mm-hmm. flavor profile. So is it bad for craft beer? Yes. But is it good to have a lot of options? Yeah, I would say so. Some of the trends that I still keep going, still keep seeing that kind of relate to last year as well. I mean, loggers are are here. You know, that was a trend and now it's a thing. You know what I mean? Like people are still working and trying so hard to not rewrite, you know, reinvent the wheel. But people are, breweries are really trying to hone in on getting those lager recipes dialed in, whether it's for competition or for packaging con- consumption, whatever it is, people are still working really hard. And you'll see there's a lot of stuff on my list of awards that kind of relate relate to some of that stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to know that that's here. And the other one is, and, and this goes back to last year as well, it's it's the local brewery. I mean, there there is there are so many breweries in this state in this region, on this coast, in this country, that if you base it on their marketing advertisement or the quality of their beer or the ambiance in their taproom brew pub, honestly should be closed. There's a lot of breweries that should be closed. Yeah. Yet a lot of them are still alive and well, and a lot of them are opening more locations. And I think it's because, you know, I had a great conversation the other day with the couple that own Threshold Brewing. Um, it was I was very happy to sit down and chat with them. And what we talked about the whole time was, you know, that Montevilla neighborhood. Find ways to embrace that neighborhood because people love that. And I, I live next to what used to be, excuse me, I used to live next to what used to be a Lucky Lab. And even though that beer is kind of older and not really my jam anymore, the place was busy because it was the only local spot. And that's a trend that I still see going. And, you know, you can't, it takes a lot to get a brewery off its feet. And even though you might not have your beer ready now, if the neighborhood's going to support you, it's going to give you that time to grow. I think so I'd like to see that keep going. One thing we saw too this year, more so than I think we've seen in the past, is opening tap houses in other states. Mm. Like we saw Chuckanut open up a Portland location. Peanut. Um, haven't there been a couple of Portland's that have gone up to Seattle and opened up a brewery as well? Great notions up there. Um, you know, 10 barrel famously going to Boise. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that, that's, that's, I think we're going to start seeing that more because, you know, we've reached such a saturated market here Mm -hmm. that of course there's still ways to get in. Like when do we see a frame tap room in Portland? Right. You know what I mean? Like we already have a double mountain here. Yeah. yeah. Like there's gotta be a frame tap room here. What about a Sun River tap room? Sun River tap room. They've got one in Eugene, you know? Yeah. But I'm talking like, what about like Cloudburst putting a a tap room down here? Let's go guys. Something that is a, a big name, you know, Holy Mountain comes down. Something that's Mm -hmm. a big name Seattle brewery, but wants to stoop. Right. Put their put their footprint down here in Portland. It's so saturated, but if you're a big name brewery that people in that area already know and you open a tap room in a different city, in a different state, you can have massive success with that. Yeah. Which I think would be really cool. So I think that could be a trend we could see moving forward. All right, beer awards. Let's begin with 
the best outdoor seating of the year for you. Okay. Um, for me, this is a really, really, I, I, I kind of have like a tie because one of them is not a brewery. Okay. It's obvious. It's uh top wire. Oh, <laughs> now, I went, I went well, yeah. there for yeah. the first time this year and it was amazing. Yeah. You're built to, you were built for COVID. Yes. Absolutely built for COVID. Shout out to my friends at Crosby Hop Farm. I love you guys so much. Yes. Uh, so not a brewery, but fantastic outdoor seating. It's not that far of a drive down to Woodburn. You know, go down there and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, my my best outdoor seating, though, was level. Uh, that was- I've uh, got that written on my sheet as well. Do you? Yep. Because I think we did the level episode like in February of last year, mm-hmm. and I remember going down- the next week or two weeks later, I had a random day off and I went down in the afternoon and I talked to Jason and he brought me back into the brewery and I, and I shot the shit with a bunch of the brewers there and it was a really cool experience, but I've now since brought multiple people back to level Mm -hmm. because the greenhouse outdoor setup is so sick Mm -hmm. and they've got like two or three food carts out there that you can bring food in. Um, they give you little like buzzers when your food is ready. Kid friendly, very kid friendly, but not like kid dominant. Right, and it's it's covered. It's comfortable temperature, um, even if it's raining or it's cold. Like you'll be comfortable in there. You might have to wear your jacket, but it's not going to be like your outdoors freezing. Mm-hmm. That was the place to me that knocked it out of the park. They were very fortunate to have the location they had and the setup they had for that. But in terms of outdoor seating, I thought that place was far and away the best that I had gone to. Yeah, and we're talking because the, they got a couple locations now. We're talking the original location out kind of by, by, the, by airport. the airport off Marine Drive. Yep. Yeah, level was what I wrote down uh, for my outdoor seating. Look, like, look, let's put it this way. My fiance, we're looking at venues for, for, uh, for our wedding, and if we're anywhere on the east side, she's like, oh, we could probably stop at level afterwards, and I don't know if that's an enticement to make me happy <laughs> to go see these things, but I also think that she really enjoys it as well. Yeah. And and that's the true testament. The greenhouse aspect, I mean, I don't, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know if that's like good for COVID or not, but I'm outside, uh, and the food trucks, I, I love every aspect of it. Uh, so I wrote, I wrote level down, and honestly, I don't know who else is close. That's kind of how I feel, like, too. It... it, it I like I wrote level and I was like, oh, that seems like such a cop out. There's got to be something else out there. And I still right now can't think. I mean, outdoor, like if you go to Ben Brewing in in Bend, their outdoor is so sick. Yeah. It's so dope. But I kind of looked at this as I mean, like, you could put it you could put that on there. Yeah, yeah. I will throw them in there. I love Ben Brewing's new outdoor setup and it's so great. I guess I was just thinking about COVID friendly. You know, because in the winter, I don't know how sick Ben Brewing is in the winter time. Right. When there's snow and it's cold everywhere. Right. To where level is fully heated and covered. That's why I gave them the edge. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't remember the name. Uh, I'm going to do most surprising beer next. Okay. I don't remember the name of this beer. What I do remember is it was made with uh, Salerno. I went to Culmination this year with my roommate okay. in the summer. it was uh, They have actually pretty nice outdoor seating as well. Um, it's like most of the people, they just use their sidewalk space and they sure. just have tables. They made a a stout that used Salerno, which was blood orange liqueur. Oh. And it was one of those things where like I looked at the tap list and I was like, I want to try something different. And I was like, I don't know what Salerno is, but it's a stout, so I'll probably like it. That was a really good beer, and I just kind of went into it with like, 
that's made with something I've never heard of before. Let's give it a try. And and to me, I don't remember the name of the beer, so apologies for that. I think it was a, it was a one-off thing. But the culmination beer they made with the Salerno or, uh, Blood Orange Liqueur was the most surprising beer that I had this year in terms of something that I was like, ah, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, I can go back and get a second one of these. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's what it, that's what it's all about. Uh, mine mine is easy. Uh, the COVID wall helped me on this. Um, mine is the Petrichor Hellas from Everybody's Brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, that beer, uh, I I love the style. And sometimes when I love styles, you know, I mean, even IPA to an extent, IPA Hellas Vienna, uh, it's easy for me to kind of overlook some flaws that things may have. That I'm gonna be like, well, I love Vienna so much that I'm just into this, even though it's you know maybe not that great. That beer was sick, like, uh, like good. That Petrocore Hellas from Everybody's is one of my one of my top Desert Island go to Hellas's at this point. I mean, I'm sitting here drinking Frost Hammer Hellas, which is a GABF Gold from a company that I work for, so obviously that lands there too. But for the sake of this podcast, uh, the Petrocore Hellas, uh, shout out to Everybody's that Logger program. You guys are working on it, and I I can't speak for everybody else, but I notice. And I might just be a nobody doing a podcast, uh, but I notice your lager program. Um, okay, so that's most surprising beer. How about favorite specialty beer this year? Uh, for me, this was really tough. So the last two years, I put the same beer here, and it's Crux's Tough Love. It's my favorite beer of all time. Um, I had it again this year. It was delicious again this year. It was not as good as it has been the last two years, mm-hmm. but still amazing. Uh, what I'm going to do, and this is maybe the the recency bias, I'm going to pick the Almond Joy Kill the Sun that I had this weekend. <laughs> oh, cool. I was blown to smithereens by how good that beer is. I think I'm finding that I really like the Almond Joy flavor profile in a stout. I love Almond Joys little in general. Little coconut, little nutty. Yep. But um, that, that particular beer from Ex Novo was so good when I had it this weekend. And I had it, uh, This it was the second beer I had. I had, on Saturday, I had the Maple one. And then on Sunday, I had the the Almond Joy one. And to have them on back-to-back days and just be like, yeah, this was a good stout. And then this one was like, oh, I could have like four of these. Like, it was that good. Um, I don't think we've had a ton of specialty beers on the podcast this year. Mm-mm. I was looking at the COVID wall and like we might have had a couple, but nothing really stood out as as spectacular. Um, I, I because of uh, my financial situation, I've been trying not to spend too much on the big on the, on the big stouts that I like the to big get money stuff. Um, so uh, that's just one where. You know, I'm kind of just avoiding it. So I'll say that that Almond Joy Kill the Sun was really, really my favorite. Uh, really tough for me. I can't really recall a ton of stuff that I've had <clears throat> um, over the year in specialty stuff. But I have dabbled in some Deschutes barrel-aged stuff. I had 2015 Abyss the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did, you did get me the old Abyss. Yeah, and then uh, I was in Bend as well. Which and, is wild. And went to their production facility and tasted some stuff on draft. So I'll just shout out to Shoots Barrel Program. Always great. You know, like being able, I think, I think whether or not they're good, being able to taste those beers, especially on draft, is kind of a pretty, it's kind of a pretty special treat. All right, now to the, the uh, most important three. We've got our favorite beer. The best brewery and the most improved brewery. Which would you like to do first? 
Um, let's start with the most improved brewery. Do you remember what was yours last year? Cold Fire. Cold Fire was mine last year. What was mine last year? I don't remember. God, me neither. I don't I'm write yours down. I just, I just yeah. did this for myself. Yeah, yeah, and I'm terrible. I should probably go back and listen to that. Uh, mine, you will hear uh, this brewery uh, has been mentioned already. I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to everybody's. Um, I think Southwest Washington, uh, ha- in comparison to the Northern Oregon and Oregon as a whole, even though there are neighbors right across the way, uh, at times can feel a little distant. Uh, I want to give a nice shout out to everybody's uh, for some really cool beers they've been working on. And especially, like I said, that lager program, dialing in those hoppy hoppy beers that they have in their core stuff. Uh, I'm going to give most improved to everybody's. That's also who I gave most improved to. Are you kidding me? No, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Uh, I was like, Michael never choose everybody's. Nobody will see this coming. No, it was was the first one I thought of was... Uh, and it's my favorite beer as well as an everybody's beer, which we'll get to next since I just spoiled it. Um, my favorite beer of the year is from everybody's. The Petra Corhelis was amazing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed their Vienna lager that we had a couple of weeks ago. I know you said it wasn't fully your style yeah, it of wasn't Vienna. quite me. But that's my level of Vienna mm-hmm. that I liked a lot. And I had an, an IPA or two from them this year as well. Like everything they've been doing was up a notch or two from yeah. what they had been doing in the past. I always thought everybody's location was really cool. Mm. I thought the beer was good. This year, I thought the beer was great. It's and, awesome. And that is a huge step up, and that's where I think most improved, just like with Cold Fire. I had had some Cold Fire beer. And it was fine. Mm. And then last year, I had Cold Fire like 10 times, and I was like, all of these beers are amazing. Yeah. So uh, that is also my most improved brewery. So shout out to everybody's out in White Salmon. Um Favorite beer was the Sneaky Sneaky Oatmeal Stout that they did. Dude, that beer is insanely good, and I haven't seen it on the shelf since we had it the first time. Like, I'm craving, addicted, madly want that beer again. It was my favorite non-barrel-aged stout I've ever had, and it was sensationally good. Mm. And that is my favorite beer of the year. Uh, Favorite beer for me, uh, I I initially wrote down Cuddle Puddle from Breakside just because I... I I feel like you voted for that last year. (laughs) I've been around, I've been, no, it was like ripping for like three years in a row. Uh, I've been around that beer since its its birth and I've seen it grown up and mature into a a beautiful flower. Uh, And I love that. But then I really got thinking and I said, you know what? Yeah, you love that beer. You'll drink that beer all the time. Then I got thinking about like... What was the beer that you couldn't shut up about? What was the beer that had that you loved so much that you had a great story? Something tied in, experience, moment with people. And my 2021 favorite beer of the year is Oktoberfest from our good friends over at Barrelick. Drink. Uh, because I drank so much of that beer in one night, and I drank probably three or four four-packs to myself mm-hmm. at, shortly after that. That there's just nothing I can think of in the year that tells me I loved this more than how much Oktoberfest. That I mean, that beer made me drink more fest beers this year than I ever have, and I love that style. So I'll give a shout out to uh, our good friends over at Barelick. Okay, and then best brewery of the year. Would you like me to begin? Yeah, please. So this is going to be a tie. And I did a very unique way of thinking about this. This past year, I did not go to a lot of places. Right. Um, I did not go to a lot of breweries, or I didn't go to a lot of new breweries. You know, I went a couple of times, I'm sure. You know, I went to Von Ebert a couple of times. I went to Bear Lake a couple of times. You know, there were places I went to for sure. Um, 
what was this year for beer for me? It was buying beer at the store mm. and what was in the fridge. And I want to give a really big shout out. My my best breweries of the year this year are Boneyard and Sun River. Oh. Because of what they did with their canning. Yeah. And it's not it's not the the um sixteen ounce cans. It's the boy, like we're getting like haunted in here. Yeah, what is going on? The lights are flickering. I think it's because they were using the power outside. Um What's what's the little short cans? What what size is that? Twelve ounce. Twelve ounces. Yeah, it's they're coming out in the twelve ounce cans. Are you just learning this? I'm terrible at remembering these. Welcome things. to the podcast, Mike. Yeah, I'm terrible <laughs> at remembering them. Um, coming out with the RPM and the Hop Venom and the Blood Orange one, Hop Wheelie and, and Hop Wheelie, like and having those regularly in the supermarket. They've got a double IPA out in sixteen ounce cans right now. Oh, really? I just saw it. Um, it's been awesome for me, and they've been. 75% of the time fresh. Mm-hmm. And the other one is in the exact same ilk is Sun River. Coming out with Clearview, coming out with um, was nice. Rivermark, and then having fresh Vicious Mosquito and fresh Rippin. All, like, every time I go to Safeway, it's a fresh Rippin and a fresh Vicious. Um, bravo to Sun River for putting more 12 ounces out there, mm-hmm. more six packs out there, and keeping the quality at a really high level. That's kind of what my year was, was drinking those beers a lot. And those two breweries, out of the ones that I often buy, like I'll buy Pelican, I'll buy Deschutes, I'll buy uh, Ex Novo, all that kind of stuff. Um, those two were my favorites year in and year out this last year. And that's why I have Rippin' in my fridge right now. I didn't have an answer to this question. To best brewery? Yeah. Oh. Um, I didn't have an answer. I mean, it's blank on my sheet right here. Um, I kept thinking and kept thinking, kept thinking, and the way you just presented that, um, I now have an answer. Okay. Uh, nobody's going to like this answer. Uh, my answer is Breakside Brewery. Uh, I've drank probably more rainbows and unicorns this year than I have in my entire life, and I will continue to drink that beer because I'm absolutely obsessed with that beer. On top of that, Cuddle Puddle, uh, and my honest unbiasedly love for wanderlust uh i can't believe i'm gonna say this I wander feel jack like, too and wander jack oh baby wander jack oh god <laughs> he got me all hot and bothered now <laughs> uh uh it's it's funny it's it's a former lover that uh left on mutual terms and i still love her to death no plans to uh get back together with her as that ship has sailed however uh i can't i can't quit you baby that's fine so I'll live there. You know, I dance between Sun River. I dance between Von Ebert. I mean, hell, I think what we're making at Grains right now from a quality standpoint is just absolutely top-notch, whether it's lager or hoppy. Um, but if you base it on what I buy at the store, I mean, I also am not used to buying Breakside beers, so that's a weird thing. Uh, but, yeah, I'll give a shout-out to to my former people, uh, my my former family, and, like, the the – the beer's just great. I can't say no to it. Well, there you go. There is our year in review. Uh, Podcast-wise, I'm going to throw this in at the end here. My favorite episode was the one we did with uh, Annie and Anna from Steeplejack. Oh, God, I love those two. Right before they opened, we went out to Lombard House. Shout and, out Brian Cook. Yes. Uh, and just chatted with the two of them. They were both really good on Meatball. the podcast. Meatball. Like good on the air. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, a lot of, uh, you know, w- woman power and opening mm-hmm. a brewery as two woman brewers and, mm-hmm. and and all that kind of stuff. It was a really good episode. If you didn't hear it, definitely go hear it. And they're opening up a Hillsborough location very soon, I yeah, think. Yeah. And um, so that was my favorite episode that we did. And in terms of like favorite experiences, um, actually getting to brew beer of the week, at least part of it this year, because we couldn't do it last year, mm-hmm. was awesome. Just yeah. being able just to be there on the brew deck, holding the hops in my hands, watching the mash tank do its thing, you know, like do seeing all that stuff for the first like what were we there for like four hours, five hours for mm-hmm. the first five hours of the process was really cool. And then in relation to that, um, seeing all you guys out there at the release night uh, gathering that we had. You know, meeting a bunch of you for the first time, seeing some of you uh, again, those of you who have introduced yourselves to me before. When I drank five boots of Oktoberfest. You were like two boots in when I got there, <laughs> and uh, you just kept getting back to boots. Yeah, that was a really fun experience. And then also, I just want to say thank you to Pelican for sponsoring three episodes for us this year, having us out to Tillamook twice and Cannon once, um, talking to um, Darren Corin, oh, Corin. at Cannon Beach. Mm-hmm was really fun. He was a great interview. He was. And then, yeah, Darren was amazing as well, obviously, at Tillamook. And um, that was a great experience. So those those would be my like favorite three things from the podcast this year. Yeah, my, my year in podcast is similar with a little differences. Experience-wise, uh, the Pelican thing was really cool to me. Uh, as somebody born and raised in the Northwest, my first growler ever I, I ever bought was from Pelican. Pacific City is my, to this day, and will always and forever be my favorite beach down. Uh, and, and, and I had met Darren multiple times, uh, sometimes actually had conversations sometimes in passing, uh, but to be able to sit down and chat with him a couple of times and get him loose and tell mm-hmm. some fun stories, yep. uh, the, the, the historian in me really loved that because Pelican's a big reason why we're all here. Well, and Pelican is like one of those <clears throat> unique things unique brands here brewery wise where they're just doing their own thing they just do what they do they're not really like jumping at trends they're just pelican they just do what they do and it was interesting to kind of hear their thought process behind it and also the off the air stuff with darren was really good yeah yeah like darren's (laughs) been around for a long time he knows everybody and uh his his he he's just such a gem my favorite episode and this is the nerd and it's not that exciting was i loved having christina larue from the oregon brewers guild on uh just learning about the political, economical infrastructure side of beer in the state is something that just fascinates me. I guess that tax never happened then, huh? Because yeah. uh, I yeah. stopped hearing about it after a yeah. while. So so having Christina on, uh, who's an old friend of mine and an old friend of the pod as well, uh, to hear some of that stuff is, is always going to be a treat to me. I mean, I don't proclaim to know everything, but anytime I can learn something, especially that is out of my realm, like politics and infrastructure and things like that from us as a whole in the beer community uh, is always great. So shout out to Christina and the entire crew at the Oregon Brewers Guild. Let us know what your favorite beer, uh, most improved brewery, best brewery of the year is. Uh, DM us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash beers on us, or uh, Patrick's going to throw an Instagram post up for this tomorrow. You can put it in the comments of said post. Uh, what what are your year in review personal beer awards we do have a beer of the week that's coming up next this is beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris beer of the week time 
here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You know, but with a J. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is the Beer of the Week segment. We sort of did it last week, but, you know, we weren't drinking the same beer. And I was drinking the Blonde Stout from Pelican, and you were having a barrel-aged beer. <laughs> a four-, five-year-old barrel-aged beer from Barrelick. This is, Which I uh, actually kind of enjoyed. I was is, surprised that I enjoyed that beer as much as I did. I finished it, by the way. Oh, I did drank, you? I drank the whole 500 mil. Well, I'm quarantined. I got nowhere no, to go. What else are you going to do? I started cooking food after we did the podcast Just get last loaded. Week. Yeah, I started cooking food and was just like, oh, hey, it was sitting there, and I just kept taking sips of it. So this is not a not only a Saison brewery, right, or whatever we call it. <laughs> this is not a Saison brewery. Not a Saison brewery. Hashtag not a Saison brewery. This is Holy Mountain. This is Drinking the Cup of Judgment. I had to grab it. A hoppy pilsner. Um, but with a J. <laughs> it is a, it is really, really cool Holy Mountain can art. Oh, yeah, they like always the, have great it's can It's got art. like the upside down skull chalice. It's the best can art I've ever seen at a Saison brewery. <laughs> um, there is an eye of God crying into the chalice, which I imagine is the beer. Uh, it's the cup of judgment, and it's a hoppy pilsner. And I just figured, you know, you all sit on a cloud of judgment. <laughs> Handing down life lessons to all the sinners. I've been watching that show for the first time. And so I figured, uh, and so I figured, I don't know. I was just at the store and I was looking around and and it had the word judgment on it. And I was like, you know what? We're doing it. We're doing a holy mountain beer. Damn it. Uh, all it says is hops, Spalter Select, hops, Styrian Golding, and Galaxy. So you'll love your galaxy hops, damn I'm sure. It. God damn galaxy, you <laughs> sons of <laughs> Did you even see that when you bought no, it? No, I didn't even look at it. It just said drinking the cup of judgment and said holy mountain. I was like, beer of the week time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it is a hoppy pilsner. Um, what's interesting is I did have a galaxy beer. Um, the Grains Boys made, made a beer with a little bit of like an Australian low ABV pale ale ipa that had some galaxy and i was like oh i can taste the galaxy and i don't hate it i don't love it but i don't hate it well why don't you go ahead and take a sip of this hoppy pilsner and tell me just how much of the galaxy you can taste i gotta smell it yeah it's a you're gonna taste the galaxy in this beer for sure tell me tell me oh wow yeah that drinks a lot like a that drinks a lot like a cold ipa it does yeah and and the the galaxy is like really on the back end. Mm-hmm. It's like hi. Yeah, the mid the mid palate really kind of sits there, like an IPA. Yeah, you know it's kind of full, little hop rich. Um, I wish it finished a little drier, but that's because I got it's like, like thinking IPA on the brain, and you're like, well, I think the galaxy kind of is the opposite of a dry finish, right? You yeah, would, it's like. You think of wet. that being a wet finish. <laughs> I know. I love that you're on board with I'm this. I'm fully on board yeah, with it. Yeah, fully on board. It's wet. What's the opposite of dry? Wet. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Thank <laughs> exactly. You. I'm thank not you. gonna I'm not gonna disagree with thank you. Thank you. I feel like the galaxy flavor is almost naturally a wet flavor. Mm. So it finishes really strong in the galaxy. So it's gonna be that. It's very light in the beginning as opposed to an IPA. Hence it being a Pilsner. It's also very light in color. Well, but it also feels, I mean, I know it's light in color, but it's not light like that Hellas was that we just had. No, but This it's, is light, almost like a Calif- Southern California IPA. No, it's lighter than that. You think so? Okay. Yeah, okay. like- Maybe it's, maybe I'm just on it, crack. <laughs> COVID brain. Apparently you're on mushrooms. 
Um, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Good call. The uh, it, it almost looks like a like a Bud Light in color, almost right. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of got like that yellow clear. Boy, this drinks so much like a cold IPA. Not piss yellow, but yellow clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This drinks so much like a cold IPA, and I'll tell you what, I'm not mad about it. I don't love the front end of it, if I'm going to have any critique of it. There's a little bit of like this. Do you ever have beer where you just like taste the carbonation, but there's no flavor? Uh, Yeah. Like you're drinking a seltzer? Sure, sure. That's kind of where the front end hits me. It's like... I'm carbonated, and then I get the hop character, but it kind of is flat in the beginning and then kind of brings me the flavor. So I don't love the front end of this beer, but I do enjoy the kind of uh, mid to back end palette for sure. Yeah, And I don't love Galaxy either. Like, I'm not as anti it as you are, but it's not my favorite hop. So, you know, that flavor is in there. It's like, yeah, you know, I can deal with it. But, you know, it's it's a solid beer. Yeah, 5.44%. I think if this beer were um, sold... As like a cold IPA or an IPL, but I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, isn't Hoppy Pilsner just kind of like I, I see the word Pilsner, and I guess I guess as much as I do, I, I actually kind of really like this beer. Um, only because like because we're breaking it down and stuff. I see the word Pilsner, and I I wish there were more lager characteristics in this beer. Um, I think the hop character is so profound. It makes it more of an IPA. Yeah, it feels like an IPA despite, you know, the obvious difference between ale and lager. But even the hop character is so pronounced that the mouthfeel is almost blindly tricking my palate into thinking this is an ale. Which, honestly, is a testament to brewing uh, that you can do that because they are such different things. Uh, if If I were truly critiquing this beer, I wish I had some more lager characteristics. However, I think the hop character is great. I mean, it could just be... I think be... the mid-palate mouthfeel is excellent. Uh, I don't love the finish, but I can be kind of picky about finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the better uh, non-saisons I've ever had from Holy Mountain. Uh, but One of the better non-saisons you've had from a saison brewery? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. I'm not, I'm not as into it as you are. Um, there's, Like I said, the front end is really important for me in, in most of the beers I drink, and this one just falls very flat to me. So it's like I smell it more. I get it's almost like I have to like I get more lager action on the nose as it's opened up. It's almost like as I'm taking the sip, the beer has to catch up because I'm almost like, I don't like this. And it's like, or do I? It's like that that meme where the girl's face changes three times between like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew, but ew. Oh, maybe like, that's kind of how I feel drinking this beer. So there's some good characteristics in it, but it's not my favorite. I do love this is why I do love drinking beer with you, because you were like, oh, that front end. It's like first impression for you. To where me, I'm like, eh, let's chill. Let me see how the middle goes, and then the end will really tell me how I feel. Right. Which is probably a great way to describe me. <laughs> you first meet Patrick, and you're like, whoa, well, I'll give this a minute. <laughs> then in the middle, you're kind of like, huh? And then at the end, you're like, yes or hell no. Right. You make the decision immediately <laughs> after that. Or not immediately, after a while. Yeah. And then... I guess that's why I like I like barrel aged stout so much because you immediately yeah, get you the know flavor. It. Yeah, it's, it's right like, there up front. It's like what what are the flavor characteristics in this beer? Hi, immediately I get whatever the barrel characteristic was, whatever adjuncts you put in, whether it's vanilla or coffee or chocolate or cinnamon yeah. or whatever. It's all right there. And I, 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 you know, I was chatting with some frame brewers yesterday. I was able to to ha- have a moment was chatting with a couple couple of the boys from Mountain Hood River, and you know we were talking. With with some other kind of bystanders, and it's just, it's the thing we always say about loggers: you can't hide. 
Like loggers are they're they're so nuanced, they're so delicate that you can't hide behind your flaws, that you have to really kind of put in the hard work and effort. And yeah, that's where we are. Well, there's our beer of the week. It is Holy Mountains drinking in the cup of judgment, the hoppy pilsner. And uh yeah, Patrick really enjoys it. Yeah, and, I'm into uh, this beer. I'm more kind of neutral on it. Yeah, so. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm running out and grabbing more, but yeah, for beer of the week, yeah, I'm into this. Well, uh, thank you for staying patient with us while we took a month off in December. Uh, it was not exactly planned that way, but it just kind of happened, and honestly, I feel like it was helpful. It kind of re- re-energized me for the podcast a I feel bit. great. Yeah. yeah, two in, you know, I feel really great. I'm really excited. Hopefully, you know, we can all stay safe out there and we can get back to what we like doing here at the podcast. Yeah, I mean- out and getting wild. I know. We talked about last year wanting our- Wanting our resolution to be going out more, and then that just didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, we did get to go to Pelican three times, which was awesome. Was we did excellent. go, we did go further than we've ever gone before. That is true. Yeah, um, but we didn't get a chance to go out as often as we as we do as as we wanted to. I still haven't been to Steeplejack. I would love to go back and do You're a second. Crazy. I've already been there like five times. <laughs> like I said, I haven't gone out a lot. Like I haven't just gone to breweries. Yeah. Plus, that's kind of on the other side of town for me. That's so probably it's... why I got COVID because I go out. Maybe. Yeah. That might call. be why. Yeah. Whoops. Um, I'd love to go out there do a second episode with them. We've talked about Montevilla nine million times. Mm-hmm. We've talked I, about I Occidental. Good, we talked made about good with the Threshold Kids. Yep. They, they would love to come on. You know, there's there's tons of people who have agreed to do it at some point, yeah. and then just COVID happened. I want Occidental. Damn it. Well, they agreed to do it. That's that's what I want. I want to do Great Let's Notion. Drink some loggers. I want to talk about the the giant behemoth that the <laughs> that Great Notion become. has become. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully this year we'll be able to do more of that. I don't want to make any resolutions or promises because who the hell knows what's going to keep going on with this thing. But um, stay safe out there. We'll be back every week um, and uh, dropping every Thursday at four o'clock as long as we are able to. We have kind of found a couple of pockets in our schedules that we can do this. Uh, we may do a bit of like recording a bunch at once and then releasing them just because our schedules are so opposite right now. But Thursday at four should be where you get this. You, you'll hear them and um, and we'll keep chugging along and doing this. And uh, I think we're going to start thinking of some creative, interesting ways to change the podcast up a little bit too as the as the year goes on. So keep an ear out for that. Uh, Instagram us your your beer awards for the year either in the comment or the post tomorrow. Tomorrow the day you see this tomorrow for us recording it or the uh, in DMs let us know and uh, we'll see you guys next week Keen save with a J we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.